The following podcast is a production of the network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. somehow made their way to the carnival the little kids running through the cornfield or the scarecrow people that took them maybe we'll see we'll find i guess we'll find out today hello everyone joining in if you're listening to us thank you so much for listening to a uh, uh honestly if we're gonna put it put it right uh it's nice that you listen to the podcast. I really do appreciate it. The rest of the party does appreciate it. But if you really want to help us out, come on on over to Twitch, YouTube, or Facebook Live over here at Podcasters Tabletop Gaming uh, or Podcasters underscore on Twitch. Check us live on Sunday nights. That's where the that's where the real fun happens because you get to see us interact and basically just have a bunch of antics with the party as I try to lay out a story. I mean, you can listen to it, and I guess it is somewhat cohesive, but to get the full entertainment value, come on over, watch us live Sunday nights. I'm your Dungeon Master, Anthony, and before we get into it, uh, we have our guest and sponsor, uh, Jeff from DCT Industries. This game, Kaimon, uh, soon to be launching, uh, saw that there was some uh, minis that we showcased a week or two. Uh, Tony has been painting a bit. Um, guys, honestly, come on picture Bakugan or Pokemon smashing together with Warhammer on a tabletop setting, or actually, you know what? Better yet, picture Pokemon Stadium meets Warhammer on a tabletop setting. That's really the best way I can try and put it for you all. And you have your monsters battling each other, different combos, different types of moves. You can roll dice to make attacks and deal damage. It's very fun. It's very entertaining. And my biggest uh, enjoyment out of it is that it's somehow surprisingly quick yet uh, time encapsulating you don't realize it that you know oh shoot it's been 20 minutes I, we just started rolling dice so you can get through a couple rounds really quick and it doesn't take up seven hours of gameplay uh i don't play warhammer tony and jeff you guys primarily do if you guys if you guys both show up with an army of i'll say average size how long does a skirmish battle last? I don't know, anywhere between like two to four hours, depending on how much of the rules we remember. <laughs> That's basically it, yeah. So without going into two to four hours worth of gameplay, you guys can come on over, grab a couple Kaimon, and have some fun within 20 to 15 to 20 minutes, realistically. And... I'll tell you, it's just a, it's just as entertaining as playing D and D, playing a video game, or any other type of tabletop game. Uh, this thing, though, is that it's unique, it's fun, and honestly, you should check it out yourself. You can do that by heading on over, supporting Kaimon and DCT Industries at uh, DC Industries dot table dot DCT DCT Industries dot gaming tabletop gaming dot tabletop gaming. You got it. Damn it. it's all good good. actually uh i let tony know and i'm gonna let you guys know we have a release date now for kaimon Woo! yeah march 26 march 26 yeah save the dates march 26 
guys, March 26th, make sure you're ready. Uh, Jeff, do we have any other details other than March 26th for the release? Uh, like I said, just keep an eye out in the Western okay. New York area for uh, some events we're going to be doing. So, um, and keep looking on the Facebook and the Instagram because I'll be kind of posting more stuff on there this closer we get to March. All right. Well, everyone, uh, listeners, followers, get on over, head on over to DCT Industries, hit DCT Industries, hit subscribe, follow, and like. And before you, we jump in, I will do a quick shout out in the beginning before I forget it at the end of the show. If you haven't yet, make sure to head on over to the network at BICBP-radio.com. Check out some of the other great shows me and my friends are working on. I do a podcast called Chris and Anthony Just Can't Stop. Uh, I love rolling dice with everyone. I love running as a dungeon master, but it's not truly me being myself. You want to see me being the raw, uncut, the uh, comically just Anthony. Chris and Anthony just can't stop. Check it out. A lot of fun antics come out of it. I also have, we, we kicked off our TikTok, uh, me and Chris, as well as on our other social media. Ricky was on a bit of it uh, throughout last week because we did go down to Long Island to watch Keep Flying. I was in the car. <laughs> he was in the car ride. So if you haven't yet, we got a few discussions going with him from there. And you know what? Surprisingly, we have some views growing. And it's kind of like, oh, that's kind of cool. You know, blow up our ego a little bit for us. Check them out. Doom Eve, what's up? Thank you. Saw the grandma finger guns emoji. I'm, I'm not good comically. I'm, I go for almost, jokes. We almost ran into Kevin Smith. We almost did run into Kevin Smith. We missed him by a few hours. A little disappointing. But it was fun. Had some great times. But uh, check, out, uh, check out Chris and Anthony Just Can't Stop, as well as the other great shows on the network. And uh, there's always more to come. So, Anyone else have any quick shout-outs before we get into tonight? I'm going to shout-out uh, you, Anthony. Thanks for being a good DM. Yeah, shout-out Anthony. Anthony. Gotcha. Anthony. We're here. Cheers. Woo. Shout-out to me. Hell yeah. Uh, I was waiting for Morgor hate Anthony, but it's Gilrax. Gringor. Yeah. <laughs> Gringor. <laughs> Doom Eve. Dude, thank you. I don't know who Eevee. Doom Eve is. It's Evie, like Eevee. the Pokemon. Oh, Come Doom on, dude. Eevee. Doom Eevee. Ah. <laughs> it's not like it's not like Eve of the Apocalypse. It's a, a scary Pokemon, man. Come on. Oh, I love that you were like, you waited first, though. You're just like, all right, let's see if he catches on. And then like, no. I couldn't, I couldn't take it anymore. It's Ashley. What's up? Thank you. Okay. So, guys, let's get into this. Picked up from last two weeks ago. The party was leaving the Vistani encampment, finding themselves in the land of Barovia, being given some fortunes that are slightly confusing. Party members were told of holy relics, weapons of light and power, artifacts of knowledge, friends that will help fight an evil foe, foe, and where to find said foe for the final show-off, showdown. There will be show-offs done. But they left the encampment 
decided to turn left instead of turning right and made their way back to a carnival of, I'll say, they made their way back to a marking where Finks thought a carnival may be found from as he had heard a eerie... See, I can't talk and do the noise at the same time. But, yeah, with the screen... Ah! Noises in between. He appears trying to... Or, uh, the party appears, uh, r- returns to the said marking of the spot, uh, looking for a way to the said carnival and found themselves running into two werewolves. No, three werewolves. But not before Finks had ran in a head. Party having a standoff with a a close encounter. I need to. There we go. Chat's distracting. Popping up in my face. (laughs) Uh, the party uh, having a very aggressive standoff, Morgor taking some damage and overcoming. Party doesn't really know what happened. They just know that there's now a green dragonborn standing in, standing in, their, uh, in their presence. Oh, I know well, Finks had come back from the rear and scared and threatening uh, the rest of the, were- the werewolves to run back to their clan and den successfully. Peered out from the mist onto the path. The rest of the group collecting uh, admittance uh, tickets of necklaces, uh, platinum uh, tokens, if you will. Looks like a little like plated metal tickets that allowed the the one that had allowed Fink's passage into the mist. The party had all now collected one. You guys began your way into the mist. What's going on with everyone? So we pick up. All right. So Remind me, did we did we find the entrance? Wasn't there like the big tent? You saw the big tent in the thank you. You guys saw oh, the, the big tent in the background, and you came up to a uh, big wooden posts, and it looked like there was a palisade that uh, palisade walls that kind of uh, cut off and blocked off the uh, es- I don't want to say escape, but entrance from into it. So it's almost kind of like a park that has a gate around it. You can't just hop in. You kind of got to go in through the entrance way. All right. I'm going to start kind of running around scaling, not scaling the walls, but like staying on the wall until I find a door. Okay. But running, not walking. I'm excited. Okay. What's everyone else doing? Uh, Howard will... Follow Finks. Not at a running pace. He'll, he will actually walk. Okay. Same. I'll kind of just, I'm looking around and just taking it all in. Keeping an eye out too for any more werewolves, just in case they come back, because I have a score to settle. Okay. 
make a perception check, Howard. And who else would want to be doing a lookout? Uh, that's a frick. Okay. Make an insight check with the frick. Uh, seven. All I'll say is that you hear a male voice that sounds familiar and you cannot place any any face or any specific individual to it, but it's one of those... Um, you hear a voice, a voice on like a movie or on a TV show from the other room. And it's one of those, who was that? Kind of like, I, I know that person. And it's one of those, you're not going to place it until you see them hmm. type of recognitions. Okay. Is anyone else making a check? Anyone else wishing to do? Uh, Thinks you want to say you want to scale part of the outside wall? Well, no, I meant said scale. I meant just kind of like running along, maybe running like picking along, up yeah. a stick and running around the, the bars or something. I don't know. Uh, I'm just trying say, to make sure I don't miss the entrance. Oh, the entrance is clearly in front of you. Oh, then I'm like, going there. Oh, yeah. Like the, like the entrance is straight up into, in front of you. So that's where if you were going to the side, it was like, oh, what are you doing? All right. You really can't see far into it. There is no details, which you, uh, the few shapes you do see just peering from the outside. I, I'll say you guys are about 20 feet from walking into the uh, this carnival is you hear uh, the ominous just talking of voices indistinct, kind of like sim talk where it's just like someone's talking but you can't pick out specific voices or words it's just the presence of people are around. And you all notice this. It's almost in, in the background. So like when you try to pick up and listen and tune into what is being said, it becomes harder to listen to. It becomes quieter. It's when you're talking to each other that you notice that you can hear people talking in the background, but you're like, wait, hold on. What is that? What are they saying? And as you all quiet down to listen in, the voice is hush. You do see, apart from, uh, apart from hearing the voice, you do see there are, uh, into, uh, from looking from the outside into the gates of the carnival, it's a uh, thick mist smokiness, like black smoke itself, just kind of wafing around. So it's dark uh, to see. A little bit of like Silent Hill where you're looking through dungeon fog, more or less. Like you can see shapes, and the shapes that you see are um, a few figures of humanoids that appear to be wandering across. And you see these boxy-looking either tents or stalls. And the only one that really is kind of obvious is a big black and white, uh, red and white top fence, uh, not fence, um, tent in the back. And this is 150 yards deep in. 
me up the travel to it a little bit. But you guys are outside of the fence. Thanks. You just running in? Uh, yeah, well, it looks most fun. Got it. So go running in, make a perception check for me. Okay. And I'll say, um, make a charisma check. 21 for perception. Charisma is a four. Okay. Give me a sec with a 21 on perception. Make a stealth check. Are you trying to be stealthy at all? No. Definitely not. Okay. What was the, st- what was the charisma check? Four. Perfect. Okay. Give me just a moment to get it this in. What you do see as you go running in are multiple tents of four foot by six foot tall, dull muted colors of red and white striping tents. And then you see a blue and white, and then there's a green and blue and red and purple uh, with tattered uh, claws scraping across them as if they're ruined and ragged. And there appears to be skeletal looking figures standing behind in, in the tents, like attendants. Uh, you see that there are a few rides. You see that there is a metal looking, uh, disc looking structure that uh, you see it is uh, spinning around in the f- distance to the far left as uh, there's a <laughs> as uh, you see uh, there is this ride that begins to spin in a circular motion and begins to lift itself up with the 22 you see a humanoid looking figure go fly off of it and go shooting off in the sky. How far are we talking? Like, like team rocket, like they're gone or not team rocket gone, but gone is like across the park and out of your vision. And they're probably going to land somewhere very painfully. Okay. I'd like to take note of that direction. Just, uh, just in case we want to go that way. All right. Uh, with a 22, you also pick up on to the uh, center uh, on the right side of the path that you first walk into. There is a wooden stall, uh, not wooden stall, a wooden um, row of what it would appear to essentially be, uh, lack of terms, like a stack, almost like a snack or a vending bar um, that kind of has a, a few skeletons. And there appears to be a line of undead looking ghouls or undead individuals. I don't want to say zombies, but zombies, skeletons, maybe almost in line waiting. Do, do they look uh, hostile at all? Or are they just kind of inside check? Hang in. Right. <clears throat> uh, 18. Eighteen. I mean, undead are pretty hostile. 
not towards you. There's this mean presence to him. You've never seen a skeleton really smile, but there's this internal pain of being dead and they're attempting to find some form of joy here. But yet there is no joy to be found. They're just complacent. Okay. I'll, I'll point out the line to the, the party. You believe how long you have to wait for food here? Are we going to ride Mr. Bones' wild ride? Uh, please. Please, can we? <laughs> Explain, like, height-wise, how tall are, like, the undead people in line compared to Howard? Varying, varying heights. Some are four feet. A few skeletons that uh, are up to match them up to, like, five and a half, six feet. One zombie-looking individual appears to be almost a Goliath with part of his arm ripped off and torn at the bone. And in his hand, it's he's clenching a... Uh, make a perception check. Okay. 19. You see he's clenching a, a necklace in his hand. And attached to the necklace, dangling from it, is a cup, like a chalice. You see him get up to the front of the line as he is next, slams it on the counter. One of the skeletons behind it grabs it, turns around, goes over to a keg, a cask behind him. You see some liquid pour into it. Cat taps it. Hands it back to the undead-looking Goliath. He walks off in the direction of the tent. Still holding the cup? Yes. He's holding the... It's almost like the chalice cup that he's, like, drinking from. Okay. Uh, I am going to disguise self and make myself appear a foot taller, kind of like the Goliath. Um, same features, whatever he looks like. And I'm going to just cut everybody up to the front of the line and go up to the counter. At that one, uh, I'll say, describe, describing the Goliath, he's got a marking across his uh, face. And you see under one of his jaws, it looks to be ripped off as if almost by a clawed hand kind of just ripped his jaw in half. And his, uh, his clothing is tattered rags. And there was no real armor. It's more or less just some furred shoulder pads and like probably like a belt. It kind okay. of uh, was for like barbarianistic style. Okay. Uh, facial features will look a lot like the Goliath. However, he will still be wearing the yellow coat and the armor and everything else. Okay. Um, but he's going to walk up to the counter. Um, and I'm just going to point at the cask, the casket. Hey. Persuasion check. Okay. 23. Okay. Skeleton, there's a skeleton in front of you. reaches below the ledge 
Let's see real quick. Let me just make an intelligence check for a skeleton. Yeah, 20. <laughs> Grabs a uh, silvered-looking uh, chalice uh, dangling by a, a very similar uh, necklace-looking collar, or not collar, um, a chain that kind of comes from, that loops from the uh, chalice's like where you grab it from, kind of loops from it. Mm-hmm. So kind of like you can take, when you're done with the drink, you can kind of just drag it and carry it with you. Chuckles and just kind of taps the, uh, this keg. It puts out its hand, waiting for almost like a payment of sorts. I just go to reach for the cup and grab it. It holds onto it. All right. I reach in my pocket and flip on one of the little uh, coins that I have. Okay. I have like a certain kind. Hold on. Let me go back to it. I think well, maybe. While, while you're waiting to tell me what coin, <clears throat> I'll say it takes the coin. Okay. Uh, make a perception check. Uh, 18. You hear come out from this uh, raspy, absent throat. Enjoy. Mm. And I just walk away back towards the rest of the group. It looks to be some dark, deep, rich looking mead. Take a sniff. Drink it. So it's actually it's not that bad. You can go right up to the front of the line and just get something. Oh, okay. I'm not going to stop you. All right. I'll go get something. Yeah. Constitution save and throw for me. <laughs> hey. <laughs> uh, hold on. It's my constitution again. Been a minute. All right. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> four. As you go to take a sniff and take a swig of it, you're anticipating a, uh, a carnivalistic, rich uh, wine, a wine flavoring. And it doesn't, you don't make the connection and realize it until the sludge hits your gut. That you get this irony taste down your throat and on your tongue. Mm. In this almost like sludgy, coagulated feeling in your mouth. It's not mead, not wine. Probably mm. blood. It's got a little bit of an aftertaste. So, you guys, I don't know if you guys might like it or not. <laughs> kind of coppery, irony. Please make a deception check for everyone. 18. Whoever wants to incite him can, but I mean, Howard's the, Howard is the fancy drinker of the group. Get the best taste. 
Mm -hmm. uh, 21 on insight. <laughs> Howard's holding back some information on this. There's something you can see my face like I'm just like that. Yeah, like uh... <laughs> it's good. It's got a little bit of its aftertaste, but it's good. Howard, you're full of shit. Um, no, actually, I, I'm pretty sure I went earlier, like in the woods back there. It's it's not poop day in D and D yet. You can't. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's blood. I think I don't know. Hmm. It's not the greatest. I know someone who would like that, but to me, that's not interesting. So you really like don't have any you know, like I point around. Are there barrels anywhere around? Oh yeah, there are. I will. I mean, there are. There are very. Okay. Make a perception check. Make a perception check to kind of get the get get the view. Uh, twenty one. Twenty one. Uh, you point around to a few barrels, looking around, and. There are two barrels there, three barrels there. There's got to be at least 20 barrels within the vicinity. Okay. And out of the corner of your eye, as you point to one of the last barrels, you see a childish-looking figure peeking their head from over it, kind of staring at you slightly with this swish of black hair, a bit of a cigar popping out of it, has a bit of a grin, ducks under and there's a poof of smoke from behind it so you really have like no animosity towards these barrel barrels uh no i can't say i do hmm. interesting okay shall we do any games what are we doing what was the plan here i don't remember to have fun you, you guys all just decided to come to a carnival for being okay. honest. It's what just happened. Okay. Yeah, I was too busy dying by being exploded and whatnot, so... <clears throat> um... Remus was supposed to find... Wait, who had the card? That was supposed to be in... Was it supposed to be... Mine was for a lightsaber. Who who was uh was this someone... is gonna be the first Jedi of this campaign? <laughs> Can you get that mic down lower, Rick? Yes. Here we go. Better. And there you go. Thanks. I'm gonna be a Jedi. I'm gonna be a Jedi. Um, was it Finks? I have to find an Finks. enemy of the Lord himself. I know I have to find like a book of knowledge in the mountains somewhere. And I think Remus is something with the mountains coincided with that. I think it, it by process of elimination, it must be Finks. Yes. Was it Finks? Finks had to find someone had to find something that was in a carnival wagon, if I'm not mistaken. Or is it a wagon? Unless that's where my thing is. Where is it? This that should have been marked down. It's not. But what are you guys doing here? Or what do you guys wish to do there until you find what you thought you were supposed to find? Um, I think the uh, 
most intrigued by the uh the giant tent if that seems to be what it is like the uh biggest standout of the uh, minus the uh the human slinging ride and the uh food and games and stuff if that tent is the standout thing i think the curiosity would have gotten the better of me and i would have headed towards that okay make a perception check as you begin walking down the center path in the direction of the giant pop-up tent. Now that 20. There is a uh, small childlike fellow that bumps into your shoulder as walking by you. And they get a little too close for your liking. And with them uh, doing like almost like a shoulder shrug, shrug, as if almost like they're drunkenly stumbling into you. And when you turn around, they've disappeared into a plume of smoke. Uh, am I missing anything on my persons? Did Make I just get an investigation check? Uh, Eighteen, even. Nothing to be found or lost. Okay. But anyone else that is watching saw a child of sorts bump into him, just clearly like drunkenly stumble, and then disappear into the smoke mist uh, as if by magic. They kind of disapparated. This place is weird, and there is this lingering smoke presence just kind of almost like a hovers and kind of it throughout the just the it's not like it's almost like a fog does it smell it's perception check to see what it smells like can i also see what it smells like 16 16 make perception check as well are you all following maximus at this point Walking straight ahead, or is anyone else looking in a different direction? Uh, Howard's going to walk towards the barrels where he saw the little dude. Poof. Okay. Fifteen. Fifteen. What was your perception, Maximus? Sixteen. Sixteen? Okay. There is a darker brimstone-like smell. That is coming from this individual, uh, from the smoke that was left by from this individual. And real quick, back to the cards. Who had the illusionist, the seven of stars? It's uh, a man is not what he seems, comes here in a carnival wagon. Therein lies what you seek. That, uh, was, the, that was the reading. I'm guessing it was either me or Tony. I had coins. You had coins? I had the three of swords. Not you, Gilrax. <clears throat> you were, I know that one wasn't you. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure it wasn't me either. I had like the, the I, it was like a light sword or something. Yes. No, that was the, yours was, card. Uh, you have the card tells of power and strength, tells of a weapon of vengeance, a sword of light. Yeah. 
Tony was the one to, uh, cartels of a powerful force for good and protection, a holy symbol of great hope. Okay. We'll see when he comes back if we, if we can recall specifically. I don't know where my notes went for who had what fortunes where. Come back in here. Let's see. Flip a page or two. This note check is brought to you by DCT Industries, where dreams do come true. Push DCT Industries for a moment. Let me go check my other set of notes. Be ready for their new game coming out in March of 2022, Kaimon. You like playing Warhammer or other strategy-involved games? This is a quicker one, simpler, and more effective, so you can play many games in hours instead of one or two. Kaimon. Don't be a smug whale and miss out on this. Ricky, I should just hire you to do the plugs for this. That was great. Thank you. Um, I do have a quick question for you guys. Do you did you guys come up with any ideas for the uh, like the Fabala Five Kaimon that you were going to make, or nothing yet? Some sort of walrus. We we had very brief thoughts, and then I, we just we got derailed. So nothing yet is what I would say. Because what I would like to do is when I release the first set, is release your guys' set as like a limited edition thing alongside it. Can I have one that looks like this? Absolutely. <laughs> Swayzo? Basically, yeah, but with weights. <laughs> Hell yeah. Nice. Um, I, I taught a, I taught an art lesson, and you got to like roll your own monster, and you got what? to like mix and match and create, and then make it out of uh, model magic clay. <laughs> oh, that's uh, cool. That's just an amazing like, chart. Looking around, like that's not how I make time out at all. <laughs> like, how'd you know? <laughs> Found my notes, everyone. Okay, our lawyers Real- will be in touch, Mark. All right. Real quick, just so we just jump in because uh, fortunes are important. The fortunes were first one was uh, we have Danny. You had the three of swords, and you were looking for the uh, the card tells of history. Knowledge of the ancients will help you better understand your enemy. The three of swords were the. Uh, go to the mountains, climb the white tower guarded by golden knights. Ricky, you had the uh, card tells of power and strength, tells of weapon of vengeance, sword of light. That is the, uh, you have to look for, the man is not what he seems. He comes here in a carnival wagon. Therein lies what you seek. Oh. Cody, you had the card tells of a powerful force of good and protection, a holy symbol of great hope. That was the... That was the Nine of Glyphs, which was look for a wealthy woman, a staunchy ally of the devil. She keeps the treasure under lock and key with the bones of an ancient enemy. Mark, you had nine, uh, nine of coins. Uh, This is for the enemy that will help you fight the uh, evil. It is look for a fortress inside a fortress in a place hidden beyond the fire. And then Morgor, yours was going to be where you will face off against 
the uh, the enemy himself, and that's on the episode. I don't have that one marked down, but it was me. I forgot. All good. My notes were in the second note file. I just got to keep two. So that's what you guys believed to come to the carnival for, because you're looking for a man who is not what he seems. He comes from a carnival wagon. And you guys said, hey, let's go to the carnival. So you guys are at a carnival now. You, you know what? Once this kind of clicks for Remus, he's kind of pissed off that Morgor is gone and he has Gilrax. Because Morgor probably hated wagons, too, and would have made easy work of this, just smashing all the wagons. Whereas now we have to <laughs> infiltrate and figure out whose wagon is not what they seem. <laughs> I mean, all I can say is either heal me or damage me. Something might happen. All right. Can you send me the chart, by the way? What's that? Can you send me the chart, by the way? Oh, yeah. Thank you. You want me to show you the chart? Yep. (laughs) Someone's got to do it. (laughs) Do do you want me to explain the chart? (laughs) 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 All right. So. That happened. Um, it had this dark brimstone smell to it, uh, to the smoke. Howard, you were going over to the barrels. Make an investigation check. What are you looking for specifically? Uh, let's see if I can find the little guy that was hiding. Uh, 14. Make a history check. Ooh, what's my history? Um... Uh, 18. No child, but there are two adult-sized footprints stamped in the mud on the ground behind the barrel. And you smell this dark brimstone uh, dimension door smoke. Hmm. And you've smelled this before. This has a unique scent to it. Uh, make an Arcana check. 14. You know, different arcane practitioners will mark flavorful spells. And this one has a unique uh, marking to it. It's been quite some time since you've smelled this one specifically. And the reason that this one was so memorable is because you were paralyzed and held and groveling last time you smelled this smell. Mm. Interesting. I look back towards the party. And take out the purple chalk. It was like behind one of the barrels, right? Yeah, one of the barrels. Okay. Uh, the barrel that the footprints are directly behind. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to take the purple chalk and I'm going to make a symbol of the yellow king into it. Oh. All right. Um, I'm just going to kind of like a brief, quick look around to see if I see him anywhere. I don't see anyone else. There's, there's like skeletal figures and 
by this point, now that you're all in the carnival and kind of interacting to the to to an extent, there are zombies meandering, almost kind of interacting in pairs, walking around, but not paying attention to you. There are skeletons meandering about, not really talking to each other, but just walking as if they were enjoying their day here. So there is not just you all alone here. There are other undead sources. Awesome. Uh, Howard still looks like the Goliath, by the way. Got it. Um, uh, but he's going to look around. He doesn't see my little guy. So he's going to go. What Are there like any games or anything like around in the vicinity? Make perception check. Okay. Looking for games. Just because there is this, there is this, this. I'll say just for the better, better terms, it's a mist, but you can see through it. It's just difficult to see distinct features and details. Like you could see booths apart, and you hear, ha 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 ha, like attempted laughter, attempted um, enjoyment, but it it doesn't sound enjoyful or it doesn't sound joyful. It sounds painful still. Uh, there's nothing entertaining about this place. It could be, but it isn't. Uh, I rolled a 21. Beyond all this, you do see some games to the distance and uh, on the far right of the entrance. When you walk in, uh, you're about maybe 200 feet in to where like the snacks and the games are, or the snacks, a uh, little wine booth is, but mm-hmm. make out like a hard... A 45 degree cut in that direction, you can hear a and there's a bell kind of ringing sound. And then you hear these noises and I'll say the you. It sounds like um, daggers hitting a door, kind of being thrown at a door. Okay, I'm gonna start making my way towards that area. Okay, uh, if you, are you gonna follow. go to the par- at this point? Unless you were all watching Howard, all um, thinks you actually didn't go up with the re- with, uh, with the rest of them. So you've seen Howard split off to the right, can kind of tail up behind him. All right, Gilrax, Maximus, and Remus are more towards the center, walking towards the big top tent. Okay. okay. Yeah, I'll go with Howard. Okay. While you guys walking off that way, Maximus, Remus, you guys doing anything specific other than just continuing to walk forward to the big top tent? I'm going to look at carts as we walk by them and just see what, what's going on. Are you being subtle about it? Are you being intensive of the looks or are you just doing some passive, just kind of peering and looking around? Um, I would call it a mix of passive and then like if I see like a chest or a box or something, I'd take an extra second, like stop, use my eye to like kind of get an idea of what might be in it. Okay. But like I'm I'm just carnivaling and I look very stressed by the mist all around us. Okay. Make a perception check for me before we jump on over and cut over to the uh to these games. Uh 
I got a 20. <laughs> I heard it uh, as, you, as you raised the hands. Uh, you and Maximus, and I believe Gilrax was following a little bit, or was he? Yeah, Gilrax was following a little bit. You are peering between carts. They all look very plain and drab, and they're all like parked beyond on the far outreach of your vision. After looking over two or after looking over the uh, two or three, they all look the same. You're looking over off to the right, and there are two or three carts that are parked in the center of the carnival kind of pathway where you are walking, uh, stacked off to the side, almost parked with a bunch of goods and boxes and barrels uh, lining them, uh, almost with like stocks and supplies. You see, uh, there's a uh, one of the lids are actually pulled open and there's just a tub full of barrels or not a tub full of barrels a, a barrel full of daggers where <laughs> it's barrel full of daggers in the one uh the other barrel has a it looks to be a colorful rags and in this place i'll say the colors are like vibrant um and you see uh skeletons actually walking over to the barrel full of daggers and just scooping their hands in and just carrying them away and walking them off to the to the away from them in the right direction essentially where we are where Dan, where Danny and uh, Tony are going to be walking to cutting off uh, the nat 20 you see there are more carts and wagons on the far outer I am um... Before you keep going, I, I just I got a total of twenty. I didn't get a nat twenty. I got nineteen plus one. So I just before you delve any more information, I see an outline of carts somewhere else. Outline of carts to the far out, out far out to the far uh, outskirts to the right or to um, the left of your vision. Perfect. I'm just gonna keep going with Maximus and Gilrax, and also make a mental note that there there shouldn't probably be skeletons just swooping up armfuls of daggers and walking away with them without anything else happening but they're not bothering me so we'll just we're just gonna stay under the radar and check out the big top okay you guys gonna make your way there howard and finks you guys being stealthy at all yeah um i did actually want to give howard the the blessing of the trickster so advantage on stealth checks awesome okay, okay. um howard wasn't going to be stealthy he was just going to walk towards it Okay. Well, it lasts for an hour or so if you decide. Perfect. Good. You... Um, but on the way before I like hit the games, I'm going to go into my backpack and I'm going to find my little pouch of blue sand. Um, and I'm going to take just, just a little bit and, and put it away. And it is drugs, but it also <laughs> grants me uh, advantage on perception, athletics, and acrobatics for one hour as well. Um, and yeah, I'm just going to go see the first game I can hit. There's negative traits to this, Sam, I believe. Uh, I don't know what the negative ones are. I just know they're drugs, so okay. probably high as a kite. Make a constitution save for me right now. Okay. That's uh, a 10. All right. Um Okay, we'll figure that out. I'm going to 
gonna create our be- create better drug mechanics, guys. D and D. Hey, go figure. Uh, Howard. So you go walking up, uh, stumbling a little bit, kind of just walking your uh, strutting your stuff through the carnival with Finks. Uh, walk uh, coming up on the on your side. You see that there are three carnival tents that are booth uh, shaped. The uh, four foot by t- six foot tall. These ones all have the same colors of a black and white striped uh, patterns coming down from them. And two of them have skeletons at them. And there are uh, glass bowls in one of the, uh, in, in the first tent. It is just aligned with a bu- with bunch of uh, glass bowls sitting on a large table. As you walk up to it, next to that one, there is a uh, skeleton that has actually returned at this point. And you see him just kind of drop a handful of daggers just on the on a ledge at the front of the uh, tent that you could walk up to, almost like a little uh, table kind of counter spot, counter space. And as the daggers just clatter all over it, mess messily, and like some fall on the ground. There is a uh, large uh, wheel behind it that has an individual that has daggers uh, sticking out of it that it, from uh, misplaced shots or well-intended shots. Depends on when, when you say individual. Are we talking a skeleton or a non-skeleton? Non-skeleton. Are they conscious? At one point they were. Not now. Okay. Um, you see there's bloody stains and uh, daggers sticking out of squishy-looking skin. Daggers are hitting the uh, wooden uh, wheel that they're strapped to from their arms and legs as they're spinning upside down, right side up, and just keep spinning. Next to them, uh, there is a third tent that has a, a woman uh, drow uh, female, white hair cut to a nice ponytail. And she actually has a very nice, uh, fancy, a trimmed leather cloak. And she looks ripped, yet uh, not barbarianistic over the top. Like, not like a strong woman, um, not like a bodybuilder type ripped, but she looks like she can hold herself. Uh, more or less in a fighter sense. No. Just kind of visual statistics. And next to her tent is actually a large bell uh, that you see that is attached to a wooden post that goes down, that goes up 30 feet, marked with uh, crudely painted lines. They don't look evenly marked at all. And there's a metal bar that comes down the center of it with a big platform uh, with a mallet standing next to it. Howard, that's the one. That's the one. We should do that one. And I point to the, the big bell with the hammer. Uh, well, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to walk over to the bell. Well, well, well. Welcome, welcome. Do you have what it takes to ring the bell? 
I'm just going to pick up the hammer. Do, hold on. Uh, did you get your... Uh, did you pay for the uh, ticket fee? Uh, tokens? You well, This isn't free games. I'm just going to like tap Fanks and then point at her to pay him. Or pay her. Um, Fanks, Fanks is just going to show the admit one thing. Make a persuasion check. Well, usually... 12. My uh, game is get their tickets to be able to play first, but uh, first one's on the house, I say. I don't think you're going to win that much. But so explain, explain the rules, if you could. Well, if you think you're strong enough and your friend uh, cer- certainly looks the part... Uh, perhaps he can uh, swing the mighty mallet and ring the bell. A prize for every bell rung. Is there like another undead, anything like right by the bell, like officiating is, or just the lady? It is just her. Okay. All right. Uh, I guess what I'm trying to find out here is, uh, and what happens if the bell doesn't ring? Well, that's for me to know and you to find out. She kind of just has a smile curl. <laughs> I'm gonna just swing and hit the hit the bell. <laughs> or hit the thing you did make the bell go up. Make an athletics check for me. All right. With advantage, 20, not natural. By the way, the the description notes that I put on the blue sand is basically like cocaine. So it's like speed, I'm all like wired up. So it gives me the advantage on those things, but I don't know how the negative traits, however you want to work that in. Make it work. Okay. Okay. Howard, you're usually not a strong individual and the sudden rush of adrenaline, you grab the wooden mallet and you take a nice grip upon the handles. And as you do so, you can see that the handles look bloody and have almost nail marks dug into them as if uh, those that grab it can't control the strength that they, gra- that they can grasp it with. And uh, as you go to swing it down, there's a ding, ding, falls down. Well, I guess you get to keep your, uh, your soul today. Plus, uh, here, uh, for fun, because uh, I don't see anyone else working. She looks over at you, thinks she pulls a, a small roll of tickets that you would get at a carnival that have like kind of like split, and she uh, rips a strip of them of like 10. Okay. And goes, uh, it'd be a one silver piece for 10 game tokens. Uh, okay. These can be used for rides and admittance to shows and any other kind of fun you think you could have here. All right, I'll make the exchange. That sounds very fair to me. Hands it over. And Howard, as you hit the bell, you feel a loosening grip on the mallet as the, you have a strange urge that this mallet is yours to keep and 
you wouldn't leave here until you could ring the bell. Kind of wash over you. She let go of it. Mallet just drops and smashes on the ground. So uh, this game's not rigged, obviously, but uh, what about those other ones? Well, I point to like the the, the bowl, the the bowls of water, and then the uh, the spinning guy. She goes, well, uh, the last one that uh, couldn't ring the bell. You see what happened to him. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna point to the spinning guy. Like he got a little too greedy and. Couldn't put his uh, couldn't write the couldn't write the couldn't uh, pay for the check he he tried to write. And the bulls, that shit's just fun. <laughs> make a perception, uh, make a perception check as you're uh, looking over at the bulls. It's a bunch of glass, uh, essentially fish bowls. Seventeen uh, for perception. Ten for perception. The bunch of fish bowls, Howard. Uh, Finks, you see a bunch of dead goldfish in little fish bowls. All right, I'm gonna go in and, there. <laughs> uh, at the counter, where uh, at the counter, looking over where all the fish bowls are, there's a skeleton. <sighs> and on the ledge are a bunch of little tiny dice sized skeleton heads. So, <sighs> There's a sign behind him as he can't speak that says uh, three throws, one ticket. Okay, I'll give him a ticket. Give him a ticket. He hands you over three little skeleton skulls. They're about the size of Lucky's skull. You kind of notice it, holding them in your hands. I'm going to look look at the the bulls, though. I mean, I'm I'm looking for, is there anything better than dead fish? It's got to be a good prize in here. Make investigation check. Okay. Well, he's doing that too. I'm going to look at the fish. Do any of them have a mohawk? Make, make an investigation check. Uh, nine for me. Uh, Thirteen. <laughs> you you see a few oddly looking beta fish that kind of have this like discoloration frail to it, but nothing mohawkish. Um, nothing beyond the fish that you can see. Okay. I'm just going to kind of like lean in real close to the beta looking fish. Aesop, is that you? If it is, it's, it's Howard. I know, I, I know I look like a Goliath and you can't tell it's really me, but it's me. Uh, you're safe. If it's really you, you can turn out back to how you were. No, no, okay. maybe you're, maybe you're just fish. Good talk. Okay. And then I'm just going to stand back up. <laughs> <laughs> all right you're given three little skulls what do you do um, um there's a clear I'll, I'll say this one with the, with the perception checks you guys do make you see that the the ground in this tent is littered with little skulls and howard with the 13 you notice there are, are a few shrunken looking heads of like human faces that have been just shrunken down that are not turned into skulls and they're like palm sized, like almost kind of like a little smaller, like golf ball size heads. Like they're like tiny little shrunken down heads. And just on the ground, you said? 
scattered amongst the ground and scattered amongst the table in between where all the little fish bowls are. Kind of think when you go to the carnival and it's like the, the, the ring toss and that they're scattered everywhere because no one can make it and win. Mm. Um, with the 13, behind the table, you do see a pair of boots sticking out. Um, feet side sticking up from behind one of the tables. That's all you can see. It's just a pair of boots. Okay. All right. I'm throwing the first skull. Make an acrobatics check for me. Acrobatics. Or. Sure. 10. Okay. As the skull. This little screeching noise comes from it as it bounces from bowl to bowl. Hits one of the ridge, the rims, and it begins to kind of roll in. There's, ah! And it falls out of the bowl. The miss. I look at the skeleton and say, stop staring at me. You're ruining my concentration. Look over there. Make a, pers- make a persuasion check. Intimidation check. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, 14. Uh, just kind of stares at you. Uh, no, he's not going for it. All right. We're not going to try to steal any more then. Um, all right. This time I'm going to take the skull and I'm going to kind of etch in the, the moon symbol into the front. Uh, and that will be my casting guidance on myself for the extra D4. And I'll take okay. my second shot. 17 plus 3 is 20, plus the D4 is 21. As you throw it in into one of the uh, fish bowls, it's perfect. Skull lands right into it. There's a sinks to the bottom. Skeleton walks over, grabs the bowl, picks it up, shit, just dumps it out. There's a dead fish in its hand. Walks itself over to you. It just kind of like lofts a little bit of a a dead goldfish at you. Just like a floppy fish, no water, no... Yeah. All right. Dead fish. While the skeleton's distracted doing all that, I'm going to try to like stealthily grab one of the little shrunken heads. Off the ground. Okay. Make a stealth check. Blessing of the trickster. Uh, hold on, stealth. I forget what my stealth is. Mm-hmm. Bear with this. 13. 13. As you kind of lean in there, lean in and kind of stretch from swinging the mallet. You bend over and there's a here doesn't like it when those try to steal or cheat. Uh, You think my punishment is bad. Look around. This is one you don't want to lose. As you hear the uh, elven drow. Just kind of uh, 
voices comes over to you. And as you look back, you see her leaning out of her booth and next to the mallet and just kind of looking over at you leaning in. Okay, I'm just going to like continue to like stretch and play it off like I'm just stretching and... All right, I'm going to take one more look since I got an extra skull. Anything else look interesting? Anything catch my eye or is it just all dead fish? Make another investigation check. All right, uh, 18 on that one. What do you you say interesting? Like what specifically are you trying to catch your eye? Anything better than a dead fish. Anything better than a dead fish, okay. What's like the the number one prize here? It's at the top of the pyramid. What am I aiming at? Who was an 18? Uh, yeah. 18. You see that you're looking beyond and they're all dead fish. The boots, though, there's a, there's, there's almost markings on the side of it and something special possibly about them. Yeah. Hey, give me those, give me those boots. I want the boots. I point to the skeleton. Give me the boots. It points down at the boots. I try to give him back the fish. Mm-hmm. Make a persuasion check as you see it gonna go. Does a nineteen do it? Nineteen. As you're trying to convey this meaning to a, a skeleton that isn't the brightest of 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 foes or conversationalist out there really he looks over at the drones she goes you fucking idiot really you're gonna try and talk to a skeleton good luck with this one he goes he goes over and picks up one of the uh, one of the goldfish bowls shakes it you see the dead fish in there just kind of lay at the bottom he goes up to a, 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 a metal chain that is hanging and pulls one of it down from the top of the back edge of the uh, curtain of the draping. And you see a second one he pulls out from and he hooks these little clamps to them and pulls them open and clamps it to the edge of the bowl and goes... <clears throat> And it's across the full, uh, across the full tent, full four feet, and it's at a height now, rather than just across the, uh, just uh, just across the counter and on the ground. It's now at a raised, uh, at a raised platform that you'll have to throw it at, oh, five feet tall. All right, let's take the shot then. And I go to the skeleton and I say. And if this game's rigged, your skull's the next one that's getting thrown here. And I'll do the blessing again. Oh, nat 20. (laughs) So 23 plus 3, 26 total. Yes. Okay. As you grab this skull and kind of do a little bit of a marking in it, a little whisper. Kobe. Yeah, that's that's all it is. One tier. There is a, a skull that just 
as it swishes. Walks over. Rips the boots off of the individual. Walks over to you. You see the feet that the boots were attached to that he pried them off from behind the table. And in doing so, he moves the body that they are attached to. And as he does, pulling the boots off, the body kind of does a jerking motion and spins out so you can see it now laying on its back, feet facing you with these uh, tattered, hold up, gnarly looking, stanky socks. This headless body that the neck is pinched off at with like a roped uh, knot. And you see the head is actually missing. So like, it's just the neck is just pinched off and it looks almost like a Tootsie rolled where it's like kind of like it shrinks and kind of is like crinkled. And you see next to it. Get a load of this guy. They just start looking around. Like any of the shrunken heads on the ground look like it would match the body. Make an insight check. Okay. Uh, 15. There's a few heads that could match him. Hmm. And there's there's actually one right next to the body that has a, a torted looking face that is trying to scream. And its eyes are like kind of like wide-eyed open and the hair is just mangled coming down uh, dark-skinned leathered tanned uh worn looking uh uh, human okay skeleton walks over and uh, puts these uh, black leather boots down on the table there are uh, these markings that come up from the side of it, and there is something interesting about them. Uh, you both notice instantly that they smell and reek of uh, wet feet, and there's almost perfect. a saltiness to it, a saltiness uh, and the smell to it. All right, I'll, I'll take them on, try them on. Throw them right on. I hope they fit. Also, by the way, Finks doesn't wear shoes. Like he hasn't worn shoes this whole time. I don't know if that's the character detail. So this is my first pair of shoes ever. <laughs> On the mini, I had him have shoes. So see, this was Dustin. Okay, I didn't know that. This was this was new. All right. Well, Finks, you now have on a uh, pair of shoes. As you put them on, there's a. And like putting on wet soaking boots like they're just wet and waterlogged uh, as if you've been running in the ocean and you could smell this salty brimy smell along with just rank stanky feet smell Howard thinks is starting to smell like some like stanky feet like Dude's been wearing the same pair of socks for the past seven years. Mm-hmm. And no one's had the heart to tell him that he smells. And you guys are adventurers and go through, like, literally have gone through, like, shit 
this smells bad. They're mm. perfect. All right. I'll kind of be a little proud of myself. I'll, I'll rip the tickets in half, get high artist five. Come on, let's go do something else. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just going to like walk 10 feet behind Finks. His, his senses are all like out of whack too. He's like really smelling it. Uh-huh. Advantage on smell checks. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So you go walking off. Where uh, a specific direction that you're walking to, something that's trying to attract you before we jump over to Maximus and Remus. I mean, we can check out the, the spinning dagger guy, but. Yeah, that sounds good. It's kind of his fault for messing up, but hey, we can check it out. Yeah, I mean, I'm. How did you play? I'm pretty good right now. I'd, I can uh, I could probably keep a straight eye on the dagger throw. All right, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Howard the the guidance spell as well. So that's a D4 on skill checks. Yeah, uh, that's not cheating. It's sign uh, upon the up hanging from two uh, metal chains. One ticket, one dagger. One ticket, one throw. It's a skeleton that's grabbing daggers looking at him kind of rubbing it on the bone you see it looks kind of rusted and uh, bent and broken you see him actually grabbing up a couple of the daggers that look fairly nice and he actually bends and breaks the tip off of it just openly putting it back in the pile shuffling it around so like you can't see which one he just did that to Okay. Um, it's gonna walk up. Uh, I would like to try a dagger throw. Thanks. Tokens. All right, I'll, I'll take them. He hands uh you a dagger. He walks over, slaps the wheel. <laughs> I'm just going to chuck it. <laughs> I don't even tap. know what I'm checking at, but I'm just checking. You, you, you just see a human uh, male figure, black matted, uh, tattered hair. Uh, you see these little pegs around him, and there is this little uh, flat, uh, almost like a stopper, uh, kind of like a game show that. And they're hitting it as it's kind of keeping it going slow uh, after so long. And it's just the body just. (laughs) And as he kind of goes upside down, the grips that are on his hands and his legs, they are a little loose. So he actually moves. So if you think you have a good shot, it may move on you. Okay. Uh, Just a dagger attack roll, right? Yeah. All right. It's a 22. No problem. As you throw it, what are you aiming at? Are you trying to hit the person? You're trying to hit not the person. I don't know. I just throw it towards the through the wall. Through, through, yeah, through the wheel. Yeah, okay. to the wheel. So wherever it lands, it lands. I have no idea. <laughs> so yeah, it's just it's just basically a, da- a dagger throwing game for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. 
So you grab the dagger. Uh, did you inspect the dagger? Or you just taken a dagger that he that he hands you. No, I just took the dagger that he handed me and chucked cool. it. Got it. Cool. Mm-hmm. As you throw it, <laughs> right into the uh, side of the individual. You hear the dagger hitting the wood as it cuts in through part of the rib, uh, like the skin, to the side of the individual. You hear kind of just come from his lips. (laughs) Comes from the chuckling noise comes from the uh, skeleton's mouth as he smacks the face of the individual that's been spinning. Uh, thanks. This one is still alive. Should oh. we save him or continue with the fun? Um, hey, Skeleton, how do we win that, that guy? <laughs> the uh, drow goes, you don't win the guy. He's actually here. He lost. Uh, and couldn't pay up, so oh. he he gets to die now. Unfortunately, how many how many tickets did he not pay you? Oh no, he 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 bet his life that he could hit that, and he couldn't oh. hit the bell, so he lost his Why life. Why didn't he just just pay with tickets? Um, this place huh. has a gambling. If if you if you're bad, if you uh, I, I will say full disclosure. If you are a gambler and have a bad addiction to it, this is not the place to be at. Because yeah, if you lose. Yes. Because we will get you. House always wins here. I, I kind of point to my boots and my goldfish and be like, hmm, I don't know about that. <laughs> I point to the bell that I hit <laughs> earlier like, hmm. We'll get you. Don't worry. You haven't found your game yet. Well, oh, you seem to be around everywhere. I seem to be around everywhere. Yes. Do you run all these games? No, 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 no. I, I just uh, run the mallet hitting game. Oh. And unfortunately, uh, the ones that get a little too greedy and bet at my, my game, I, uh, I offer them up to uh, old Bonehead over here because then I get to watch them get stabbed with daggers all day. <laughs> she said Bonehead. Yes, I did. <laughs> Bonehead one and bonehead two. I like this one. Hey, can I go talk to that spinning wheel guy? No one's going to throw anything at me, right? Maybe I will. I don't know. Take my chances on you. But um, I'm going to walk up to you. Do you have a ticket to throw daggers? I I do, actually. And she actually pulled out the ticket that you had given her. I'm going to hold out my hand like, pay me the ticket. (laughs) Make persuasion check for me. You're going to get me killed, Howard. Natural 20. She goes, I'll take you up on that. She actually hands you the ticket and she pulls out a, a silver dagger from her pocket and she kind of just begins uh, d- uh, flipping it between her fingers, almost drumstick style. She's kind of just showing off with it. Thinks you, do you wish to try and hop over and go speak to him mm-hmm. d- during this? Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I thought, I'd hold on a minute. It's no fun if he's if he's asleep. Let me just check on him. Fine. I'm gonna kind of go slap him around a little. Hey, get up. 
keeping an eye on. He's upside down, by the way, at this point. I don't care. I'm keeping an eye on the drow real quick, and as soon as it seems like she's about to throw it, I'm readying a spell. Okay. Guy, uh, there's uh, little voices. Oh. Hey, uh, what'd what'd you do to end up here? I bet that I can hit the bell. Well, that was dumb. I know. Who, what's your name? What do you, what do you, who are you? Caleb. Caleb, man. There was a strong man back home and this place saps the strength out of you. Get out while you can. <laughs> well, a little blood trickles down his mouth. Listen, I'm not going to save you. I can maybe make your death quicker. <laughs> Is there anything you want me to do for you? Do you have any last wishes that I can take care of for you? Perhaps any treasures or something you need brought to a family member? My wife and daughters are dead. <coughs> Burn this place to the ground. <laughs> he spits on the ground. <laughs> As All he tries right. to spit, it just kind of spittles out of his mouth and just kind of drools down his face. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave him and I'll pop back over the fence and I'll I'll stay not on the fence but on the counter and I'll stay on the counter to get out level with the drow lady. Okay. You know what he said? He bet you couldn't hit him in the heart. Oh really? <laughs> Throws a dagger. As soon as she goes to throw the dagger, I cast Flare right in front of her eyes. Great, uh, it's disadvantage on attack throws. Okay. So as she go to throw the dagger, there's a of a flaring uh, light in front of her face. As you see, the dagger does leave her hand. She does cock her face to look at you and be like, that wasn't nice. And as the dagger hits the individual, there's a... <laughs> the dagger that was in his chest <laughs> returns back to her hand uh, in a returning motion. So as it flies back to it. Interesting. Points, over, points the dagger at you. I just wanted to see... You've well earned it, and I give her back the token that she gave me. Watch your hands. Token. If you want to keep your magic. They just start backing up. The knife returns, the ticket returns. Very mm-hmm. cool. Um, all right, well, I'm going to follow power. Yeah. Okay. These games are kind of boring. Um, you want to head back to the tent on the others? Yeah, that guy didn't have any money, by the way. I tried. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Remus and Maximus. Uh, Gilrax has uh, wandered off into a tent, uh, sniffing, and uh, something is catching his uh, smell as he's... I uh, have a... I have a feeling my uh, queen, my goddess, would uh, 
prefer me to go over here. I feel a draconic presence. Uh, please go on your way. I'll return when I can. As he uh, kind of veers off the beaten path, looking after one of the carts that you had pointed out, as he uh, kind of enters a tent that has a dragon uh, skull above it. You guys are continuing after the big top tent? Yeah. Your way through? You approach within 100 feet of it, and there's a ah, there's a cheering and roaring noise of kind of like a excitement coming from within it. There's a come on, come on to the greatest undead circus around the show to behold. You hear booming from outside, from inside. And you actually bump into a line. Uh, looking up at the top of the tent, you don't realize that you've actually bumped into a line of uh, skeletons, ghouls, zombies, uh, undead figures. There's even a giant that's just waiting to walk forward. You bump in, there's a... Uh, Zombie turns around. Turns back around. Standing, waiting. Takes a step as one person gets led in. The whole line moves up. One. How long does it look like this line is? Like, how far back am I in line? About 50 feet from the front. It's just... It's spaced out. It's not butt up. And whenever, and if you try to like walk up to peer up on top of the, uh, from behind the zombie and get a little too close, it's like, can I, can I see? Is there like an attendant letting people in, and what he do, what does he look like? A perception check. Uh, twenty-three. Twenty-three. Uh, you see a halfling male um, black uh, swish of a hair with a nice trimmed leather cloak and a uh, necklace with a uh, almost like a sigil dangling from it he's uh, shirtless and he's walking up and down please tickets please tickets please tickets please he's kind of grabbing one grabbing another one ah the show will start in just a minute Uh, tickets please tickets please Please, blocking up uh, about 10 people deep in. He's not strolling too fast. He's more or less, as he's kind of grabbing tickets, he's letting groups in at a time. Uh, from him, there are two zombies that are going over and patting down people and other skeletons that are going in. And as you're kind of looking over, especially at the 23, do you see that there are a few not undead individuals and those that appear to have weapons or items are being disarmed and handed over. Are the uh, skeleton security guards dressed up in the same, is there like a uniform, a distinguishable like dress code that's going on? No. It was just a, these are, uh, they're clearly with the individual that is uh, behind him. They're just more or less, they're with him in the pres- in the in presence. 
and demeanor. Remus, this individual looks familiar. And you recognize the necklace from Brian's Bell. Similar to one that Howard had previously had. Gotcha. The daggers make more sense now. All right. I'm going to cast Minor Illusion on myself. No, I'm sorry. Disguise Self. I'm going to cast Disguise Self. um, And make myself essentially look like the ticket keeper guy in the same like type of regalia or whatever, but mess up the face maybe with like some scars or some like just dirt and just filth. So it's not very distinguishable. Um, and I'm going to um, take Remus and put him in front of me and I'm going to grab the back of his uh coat or cloak that he's wearing and kind of grab his hands behind in an authoritative way. And I'm going to like march him forward. Like, uh, like he belongs in part of the show. Like I got him, he's the next act. And I'm just going to kind of like, uh, fake my way in to the side. I'll pretend to be deadish. Past the one that's take up to the one that's taking. Right. So I'm just going to like cut out of the line, grab him and like, you know, we're late for the the show. Yeah. Yeah. Make a persuasion check. With disadvantage. Oh, can I help him? 21. That was a 23 or a 21. So, 21. Okay. As you walk up, the halfling individual that you now recognize is the one that bumped into you. He goes, whoa, 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 whoa there. Uh, good friend, uh, you don't look familiar, and I don't recall inviting you to our carnival. I do appreciate a good uh, trick when I see one, uh, but I can see through many disguises. As he kind of points uh, to his eyes as you see a, a almost like a kind of blinks, and there's a magical film that kind of goes over him. He blinks again, and his eyes appear normal. He goes, Remus! been quite some time. Uh, how did you end yourself up here? I believe Brian's spell. You all left me for dead last time. Uh, I thought you left. Uh, Didn't I he rem- leave us? He, yeah, there was like a big hubbub and then he was just like, ah, you guys are all taking the fall now. I'm going to disappear. You recognize Jarrell. Yeah, that's what happened. He disappeared. He was killed. You guys left him on the ground. I didn't do that. That's what he remembers. He goes, I, I remember laying on the ground dead from a... Uh... He had the disagreement and an argument, I believe. And Were you keeping people in barrels? <laughs> I mean, yes. They definitely found bodies in barrels. Yes. Okay, yes, I was. I, I, I was keeping people in barrels, but it was for a higher purpose. I, I'm sure you understand. You look a little more adventured. I'm sure you're aware that 
you want to make an omelet, you have to break a few eggs and a few souls here and there. I still don't get the better. Like, you, were you pickling people? Like, I, I don't, I didn't, if there were like wine casks, it doesn't really. Well, did you investigate further? I mean, we, it, we went, uh, we went and had a lot, a great deal of magical efforts to be able to siphon. Do you know what it takes to siphon? Uh, a dagger and a necklace. Yes, plus alchemical potions and here. And he looks at you, Maximus. He goes, watch this. This is fun. Remus, make a dexterity saving throw. Okay. But I also, I will raise that I am not an actual spellcaster. All of mine are from racial features. Oh, you know what? He would... He wouldn't know that, I believe. But I got a nine anyway, so. No, I say this. Him being him, I need Maximus to make a deck save for me as well. Uh, okay. As he pulls out a dagger from his cloak and he goes. Wait, you said dex? Dex saving throw. 21. Oh, wow. 19 plus two. Okay. He uh, swings it and sweeps it by both you, Remus, and Maximus, and actually kind of poking uh, Remus, you in the arm. That's what's no use, is it? It's a lot funner when you're dealing with spellcasters. Uh, Maximus, you notice part of your arcana, your, uh, the, the fuel that, that powers your spell begin to kind of pull from your arm where his blade swings by almost like uh, a magnetic presence of like something within you kind of is attracted to him as he kind of pokes over to Remus. He looks a little let down. He goes, ah. well, it was worth a shot. It's a good trick when it works. I believe your friend enjoyed it. Uh, Howard, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, he's uh, he's. Beth, I, I don't know. He has stuff. I think he might he might be better at you than it at he might be better than you at it now. He has the tools. I don't know what he's been doing with them, but would they have made it up to us by yet at this point or no? Because they did I, I, I don't know what your time frame is as far as the thing, because they are supposed to be heading back towards the yeah. us. Um did, did I see the, like this little halfling guy just like swipe at them with a knife or no? Yeah, so as, you're, as he swipes at the knife, uh, Gilrax was actually walking out. You're walking out of a tent that had a, a dragon-looking uh, skull. They kind of had it marked over the top that it attracted you, that you, were, you wa- wandered into hoping to see something for Tiamat. Mm-hmm. There's, it's empty. There's nothing in it. A lot of barrels. Um, so I did, I did see them. Yes, as you as you walk out, you see this halfling swipe at Remus and Maximus, playful, his face very playfully with a twisted kind of grin. And I'll say Howard and Finks do see this as well from a distance. Do I recognize the individual? Oh, you very do. You very much do recognize the individual. Same as Howard. Uh, Finks is like rolling up his sleeves like Bugs Bunny, like walking up. <laughs> I, will have, I, will, I will have once he uh by the way once he said he uh can see through the disguise i probably would have dropped it at that point okay. um if possible i would like to cast firebolt at the halfling 
Make attack roll. Uh, 16. As you cast a firebolt, uh, coming, re- reaching out of your arm, you cast from your hand? How are you casting firebolt? Yeah, like Hadouken. <laughs> As a firebolt comes uh, racing out of your hands, uh, Maximus and Remus don't see this, but I'd say Howard and Finks do see Gilrax cast a firebolt from his uh, clawed hands. This halfling individual goes, hold on just a moment, and goes up and cuts the bolt in the air. And you see the sword glow red, or not the sword, the dagger glow red, and go, <laughs> absorb it. And he goes, ah, it's good to keep it out. As he kind of uh, tugs a little bit on his necklace that you see hanging from his uh, neck. Uh, no magic casting in the show. It's for everyone's enjoyment inside. I have a question for the DM. Yeah. How is his necklace held on his neck? Like, is there, is it like, does Q describe the necklace to me? It is the S with the dagger pushing down it by a linked chain that kind of goes up his uh, chest and it reaches around his neck. Is it snatchable? You have to yank it off of his neck. Or remove his head. Or remove his head. One of the two. Proceed. Um, I, uh, are Howard and Finks near me at all? A perception check. A lot of perception checks, guys. A lot of open areas. I know I just threw a mind, my, my, mind twist over at Howard. I'm sorry. Uh, 17. You see Howard and uh, Finks walking in from the uh, about 200 feet to the right cutting over to this line that stretches at this point it's now about 30 feet deep to the top uh, to the front of the top tent you guys yes. please Remus I don't wish to have an encounter right here I don't get me wrong you, you and your friends are fun to play with uh, but not out in the open I mean at least let's let's make a show of it if we're gonna if we're gonna have uh, fun. Well, and why why are you here? I guess is this your carnival? We like you just as far as I knew, you were in a barrel and then near a barrel and then you vanished through like a, a an escape tunnel, I think maybe or something happened and then we just kind of disappeared. Many things have happened, yes, but. Why are you here? Last I remember, we were in a cellar, fighting, throwing spells. And then I heard the shattering of glass. And I remember being picked up. And then waking up in a twisted carnival, surrounded by the mist. So... I don't know if you've tried this yet. Like, would you just take your dagger and like jab yourself a little bit? <laughs> Make a persuasion check. 
Did I hear Remus say that at this point? You're walking up? Yeah, you can hear that. 23. He takes the dagger out, begins to be like, Ah, you're good. You're good. Oh, no, I, I just meant like, in the, like, can you feel things? Is this your body still? Like, just poke your arm or like your finger or something. Oh, Do no, you I have this, blood still. Oh, this is still me. I'm better than ever. I feel stronger. Uh, more of a level up, if you would say. Hmm. Because a lot of, let's say everyone else here isn't really living as well. Oh um, no, 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 no. The uh, attendants of our of our great carnival here, they're mostly undead, werewolves, vampires, zombies, blights of those sorts. But some of us and our other attendants here are unlucky souls that have been trapped here as well. I'm just making the best of it. And I thought I saw that yet that yellow cloak earlier. As he kind of looks over at Howard walking in the direction. I'm walking up towards him. And as I'm doing that, I'm taking out the siphon dagger that I've had in my bag. And just walking right up to him. Okay. Howard. Uh, Last I remember, I splatted your head. Huh. I don't remember that. How? Well, I do. And, uh. I, I got to be honest, I really don't like seeing you here as I'm still like walking up towards him. So I think I'm going to try to do Remus's experiment. I'm going to try to stab him with the siphon dagger. Quick question before the, that goes into thing. How far did uh, Gilrax's fireball get to me and Remus? Like, would we have like noticed it? Did it like? Oh, yeah. The fireball came right at you guys, came right at, at, at this halfling, Jarrell. Um, and but we weren't we weren't looking, right? You like, were looking we, at. I mean, you were looking at Jarrell or maybe peripherals. A fire, <laughs> a fireball, a firebolt, firebolt flying through the air is noticeable. Could I have, in in reaction, thrown like out of like you know du- like uh, yeah reaction? I guess uh, thrown a dagger at the source of the fireball. Just instant, like res- like uh, instinctually, uh, yeah. Sure. Like, like, just do that? Sure. Okay. Sure. Uh, yeah. Attack roll with that, then, I assume? Yeah, make attack roll. All right. Hold on one second. I'll say with this advantage, because you, you're you not really looking specifically. It's more like side-eye, like what had just happened. Uh, 13. Gilax, you see a dagger kind of just kind of come out of uh, Maximus's hands so he throws it and it just goes about 10 feet and then it hits the ground and just kind of skids 20 feet from you. Hmm. Okay. Is that, what you were, is that what you were intending? Yeah. Just, okay, cool. I love roleplay just for the sense of it. So who's your boss? Like you just kind of showed up here. You said, "Who? Like who do you have to answer to?" Uh, I really haven't figured that one out. I've uh, been sort of orchestrating the show from the uh, get-go when I've arrived. I like to be in control and have fun. 
I tried leaving the carnival and uh, found myself myself entering a few coughing fits uh, outside of the gates. So I'm enjoying my stay here. And no one else has the authority or knows how to enforce it. As well as me, I guess. Can I insight check that? You can insight check. Make attack roll for me too, Howard. I was going to say 22. As he's looking over at Remus, there's a... And I'm just like with the dagger in and Make a smiling. Deck save. Like... Actually, no, there is no deck save on this one. He's just straight up. Oh, man. Dagger fight. Um, My first knife fight. Since Maximus <laughs> threw a dagger at me, I would like to like approach him and be like, what the hell, man? What are you doing? Um, real quick, Howard, does a 15 hit? Uh, 15 hits. 15 hits. You lose a, lo- you lose a spell slot. As a dagger, uh, in response to being stabbed, he goes, motherfucker, <clears throat> stabs you right back. Howard! I'm sick uh, of the game's with you. And as he twists the dagger into your shoulder blade where you had stabbed him, likewise, mm-hmm. you feel the arcana energy pull from it as he yanks the dagger out. <sighs> See? I was trying to be friendly. I got a nat 20 on my insight check, by the way. Wow. <laughs> So I would love to know if he is running this show or not. <laughs> From his perspective, he believes he is. But like the the carnival, like the whole the whole shebang. He believes he is orchestrating what's going on. Hmm. Interesting. Um. Actually, since I saw him stab Howard, I'm gonna like football tackle this guy. Okay. He he totally asked us not to do this too. This is hilarious. I I have no room over this. Okay. It's all good. So while that's uh so you are about about uh, say fifty feet away at this point as you're kind of running up at this. Howard, anything in response to being stabbed uh, stabbed back and <clears throat> I'm assuming the uh dagger's still in his shoulder. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to try to twist it as well, too, to cause more pain. Um, but do I get the sense that, like, I'm taking any of his power into the dagger or no? Make an arcana check. Okay. Anthony, while that's going on, are the undead reacting to this fight at all? Make a perception check. Okay. Uh, 25. Okay. Seven for me. All right. Maximus and Remus. What's going on while this this is all anything else happening or you need to check in on this while we orchestrate a little bit? Has where what's the status of Gorax? Has he pushed past us or hit me or anything like you wanted to? I'm charging right through. I'm going for this halfling guy. I'm gonna tackle him. He was coming after Maximus and he's changed course now. You saw him kind of running at you and you see him now kind of change and look at the halfling and he's diving after him. Um 
I'm I'm like feet away. Just I don't I I was talking to Jarrell, and then yeah. Howard and him are now like. It's like they're trying to kick each other in the shins and see who go- backs down first. They're just like twisting and like. So I'm, too, I'm just too, I'm letting it happen. Two two in the two in the uh, prison yard facing off of like. Mm-hmm. It's like let's go to prison. So, Howard, you feel that there is a there's something arcana happening, but there is no connection to pull it towards you. There's like the dagger wants to activate. Have you cast identify or done anything with this dagger for fully? Um, I don't have identify, so no. You haven't done anything. I've tried to figure it out from Darrell before we murdered him the first time. Yeah. Um, and then every other siphon cult person kind of disappeared. Got it. Unfortunately, at this point, there's not it's it's almost like you're you're trying to pull the trigger on the gun, but safety's on. But the safety's on, essentially. Okay. In a magical sense. Okay. Perception check. What was that? Uh, for Think? me? Yeah. Uh, seven. Seven. Yeah. I'd say everyone else does notice that there's a... All right. Basically, what I want to do is I want to threaten a turn undead I, I want my holy symbol to glow just the slightest bit. I just want to make some space, make sure they're not jumping in. Make an intimidation with advantage. Okay. 18 and one. We'll go with the 18. Got it. Uh, the skeletons all around and the zombies and the remainder of the undead. Uh, he goes back down. Even uh, Jarrell does kind of mouth out when like he's biting his tongue to try and not instigate a fight any further than it's already happened. Jarrell, something tells me you're in a lot more trouble than we are if something bad happens here. And I'm still trying to twist it and do as much as I can. Tell me how this damn thing fucking works. Um... While this is all going on and noticing what Finks is doing, I would like again to um, shape change into a uh, a um, uh, a carny, basically, and do a step right up, step right up, come one, come all to the fight of the century, and um, <laughs> admit and throw your coin. Like I'll, I'll throw a hat down or something, or uh, you know whatever's nearby to try and collect anything. Persuasion check. Wait, persuasion check. <laughs> oh. Fifteen. There's Barker. Yeah, there's one individual that actually does walk up and off to the side behind you. It's like, I mean, it's a bold move. And he flicks a coin from over your shoulder, and it lands in the hat that you've kind of conjured. And it is a, a platinum piece that drops right into it. You turn around to see who it is. And there's just smoke. The pair of red eyes just kind of fading uh, beyond, uh, behind you in presence. All right. Does anybody else follow suit with the one going in? Like them realizing like, like a, a busker almost? Not that much. Just the one. Okay. 
Gilrax, you were running and diving for a tackle. Yes. Make an attack roll for me. All right. I'll say um, D, D, uh, roll the d20 and add your strength modifier. Uh, natural 20. You come running and barreling up and dive after this small halfling and knock both into Howard and him and they tumble over each other. What are you doing? Are you just kind of tackling him and trying to grapple or what's Yeah, up? I'm going to try and grapple him on the ground. Okay. Um, Howard, you get pushed back and fall to the side as Gilrax dives into Jarrell and they tumble over uh, ass over tea kettle one another and Gilrax is holding Jarrell down by his uh, on his back with your clawed hands, one on his throat, the next one on his chest. He goes, <coughs> can't we just go to the show, please? Who the fuck are you? The name's Gilrax, and you tried to stab my friends. I don't take too kindly to that. Your friends? Yeah. Trying to stab me. And they're sort of my friends as well. We go way back. Oh, we are far from friends as I walk back up and like kind of help pin him down with the dagger up to his throat. And I'm yelling in the back, Jarrell, you owe me money. Howard, give me the word and I'll snap his neck. Oh, I would very much love that right now, but Unfortunately, little Jarrell here has some info I need. Well, I guess you can either give up the info or we start breaking limbs. It's your choice. I'll either, I'll let you, I'll let one of you go with advantage on either persuasion or intimidation. I'll do intimidation. I was going to say I'll do intimidation as well. Um, All right. Then both of you go, just give me straight rolls then. Okay. 21. 18. Yes. Howard, I'm pretty sure I know what you are interested in knowing. And you know what? If you survive the show, <laughs> he spits off. Not even off the side. He spits right at you, Gilrax. He goes, I'll tell you after we're done. But I have an act to kick off. And it's going to be a bang. So I'm going to use that nice little energy that I siphoned from you and cast Dimension Door as he turns into Counterspell? Yeah. My only spell slot left, too, which would be at currently... Hold on. What's my spells? Four. Should be a four, I think. Fourth level? Yeah, fourth level. Very well done. (laughs) 
He looks at you and goes, You're ass. You're short. I suppose the show must go on, though. He looks over at you and goes, I'm really going to have to use my own spell for this. You cast Dimension Door again. Okay, I'm at a slot, so I can't stop him. And is at the and you you all see uh, Gilrax, your hand hits the ground as Jarrell is now at the entrance of the tent and says, "He's he's leaning over. He's he's tired, worn up, not so much hurt, but just you guys made him break a sweat a little." Well. Come on in and let's enjoy the show and leave your weapons at the door. As he walks into the tent, it is pitch dark that he wa- as he walks in. What's up, Finks? Um, am I still obsessively holding on to that dagger or do I have to sneak it in? Dagger, I mean, this is a really, really fucking nice dagger. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. If I got, if Thanks, I got like, a, this is a really nice dagger, things. I got to sneak it. That's what I'm doing. All right. Um, oh, wait. Uh, so the skeleton ones are the ones stripping it all, right? Say it again. The, the, the skeleton guards are the ones like doing the pat downs and taking Do the pat down, yes. Um, All right, I'm going to try one more time. I'm going to disguise self as one of the skeletons. Okay. And push my way in the front and say, they're with me, and just try and bypass the security. Make persuasion with advantage. Because you turn into a skeleton, and they're not the brightest, so we're going to roll with it. Pun not intended. 22. As you all... You said, you said persuasion, right? Persuasion. Yeah, 22. As uh, you grab Finks and the party and kind of shuffle them in, there's a... As they kind of like pat, go to pat them down and with you kind of butting in, you do your own little pat down motion to them. And they kind of like nod and move beyond the rest of the party and begin patting down the other skeletons and humanoid figures that are trying to enter in. You all walk into a tent. As we walk by Jarrell, though, I say, by, oh, he's not out, out of he your is, shot. He is, he is already in and, uh, oh, he's gone. Entr- okay. Yeah, at the entrance in, when you're looking in, it's like pitch dark. Like whatever is inside the tent will be revealed. Well, I'm just going to yell anyway and hope Go he hears me. And in addition to whatever Howard wants to know, you know what you owe me. <laughs> Pretty sure I stole his house keys too. <laughs> I'll give those back. <laughs> there is a chuckling uh, noise, or not noise. There's a chuckling of laughter uh, that does surround the party <laughs> with with due time, with due time, with due time, uh, little thinks. Of the grim moon. Taller than you. <laughs> you all walk into a uh, pitch black tent. We're going to pick up there next week. Yeah, guys.
Very cool. Guess who's back? back again. Uh, I'm mad that Drell's back. <laughs> I know, right? Like of all places, I was not expecting him to be here. Yeah, right. No, me neither. Me neither. Well, oh, done. Howard is just went into <laughs> revenge mode again. Yeah, he got off easy. Yeah. Oh man, I wasn't expecting you to go right at him too, but I was like, all right, you yeah. want to pull the dagger out? He's gonna dagger you too. We we're happy to see him. <laughs> well, Howard thought he was in the cocoon in the Feywild. He was going to try to stab him in there, too. So, yeah. I mm-hmm. forgot about that. The Caterpillar Man. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? But everyone in uh, tuning in, watching, thank you guys so much. You are amazing. You rock for uh, checking us out live. Ashley, you killed it. Uh, let me see. I wasn't watching the chat. Do who else we have? Oh, shoot. With BlackRock Joe, what up, BlackRock Joe? If you're still tuning in, uh, thank you so much. And uh, Doom Evie, you rock too. Uh, thank you so much, guys, that do uh, watch live, as well as those that are catching us on the replay and uh, downloading us. I appreciate you uh, so much. Please go that one extra step further and check us out on Twitch at podcasters underscore 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, we go live, uh, rolling with the Fibala 5. I'm your Dungeon Master, Anthony. And, I mean, we do have the episodes that drop, and you can listen to them also on Spotify and iTunes and other, all the other podcast apps. But you want to get in on the real action, right? That Power Ranger style right there. Uh, T. Barafato, you, shout out to you, man. Shout out to you. Uh, you really want to get in on the real fun and action, Check us out either on our Facebook page. Uh, we'll go live through there, the YouTube, uh, Podcasters Tabletop Gaming, uh, or like I said, Twitch. I have nothing else to shout out other than, hey, check out Chris and Anthony Just Can't Stop because the show is hella fun and I want you all to uh, listen to it as well. I'm going to pass it on over to Gilrax first to say goodbye and sh- do any shout outs and we'll pass it off to pe- other players. All right, well... You can't follow Gilrax on any social media. Uh, he's a part of Morgor. So they're still trying to figure that out. Uh, <clears throat> be sure to check out Kaimon, March 26, 2022. Uh, that'll be when the first set is released. And you can follow us mostly on Facebook at dctindustries.tabletopgaming. All right. Make sure to check out DCT uh, Industries at Tabletop Gaming on facebook check them out as well as it's dct underscore industry or is it dct yeah. is it dct underscore industries or is it dct industries underscore uh table uh gaming on instagram dct underscore industries there it is dct underscore industries on instagram dct industries dot tabletop gaming on facebook please make sure to go follow both and like them uh check on out for uh next year howard what's up Howard, uh, you can follow Howard on Twitter at Podcasters H. Um, I, I draw sometimes, so you can uh, check that out too on Instagram and uh, Facebook, Ratfink Arts. That's R A T P H I N C Arts. Um, that's about it for me. There you go. Maximus. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Uh, you can follow Maximus on Twitter at Podcaster Maximus. Or you can follow any of my shenanigans personally on the internets at the mark seven one six. Thank you. Thanks. 
right. You guys can follow Finks on the Twitter at Podcasters Finks. Um, and you can follow me on Instagram at Phoenix Forged. Jack them out. Swallows. Shout out. Finks. Brupters. Yeah, Brupters just recorded their second album. It is probably going to be a while before anything really comes out with that, but it is recorded and uh, working on some cool uh, guest musicians. I don't want to get into that. I don't want to spill the beans on that yet, but just some some people who helped us with the last one, hopefully some new people too. So keep an eye out. Sweet. Check them out. And finally, uh, Remus. I'm Remus. I'm Ricky Coates. Uh, I play Remus on Podcasters. You can follow Remus at Podcasters Remus on Twitter. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Rick underscore Coates. Um, you can follow my adventures the next couple weeks as I leave in a few days for a fun three-week East Coast tour with uh, Keep Flying at Keep Flying Band. Um, so maybe I will see you if you are somewhere nearby and listening and or watching. But other than that, that's yeah, that's pretty much it. All right. Well, guys, make sure to live. I, I, I messed up. Oh, I, I had a frick on my uh, uh, my Twitter. Uh, it's at podcaster Mad Max. Podcaster Mad Max. It's the crucial details, though. Crucial details. Mm-hmm. I, I appreciate it, at least. Now you can continue with your exit strategy. So. Exit strategy is just... Um, <laughs> Get off the ride. What do we do? What do we do? Oh, wait, guys, I remember. Grab the dice. I'm going to roll my my awesome, wickedly cool keep flying D20. Oh, I don't have one of those. Yet. How do we get one? How can we get one? Oh, that that ties right into where I'm going right now. Um, They'll be out with us with our lovely tour variant with a light of the new vinyl uh, survival. It's a pretty sick color of the variant. There's a screen print cover with like, not screen print cover, but a cool alternate cover. Anthony's pulling it up, which is uh, the members of the band. And then the one survivalist meeting ways in some sort of epic way. I'm going to show you guys since Anthony left, this is my, my dice for the evening uh, <laughs> because I don't have my actual diet with me. Um, but Anthony now has the alternate artwork of the party and the survival Ist along with the actual that and he's got wolves i remember when i wanted wolves and out come the wolves <laughs> and out came the wolves and out come the wolves i haven't opened it yet it's so busy um, in your punk rock oh, we're opening this on camera live oh is this an unboxing the unboxing this is what you need to watch the twitch stream for everyone can, can you say it's wrapped in standard cellophane oh Whoa! Look at that! Look at that! Awesome! This is beautiful art. This is beautiful art, everyone. And that. Wait, 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 wait! Are you ready for that? The craziest. What? Looking one of them all. That came out great. I'd stand on that. (laughs) Nice. So there you go. Um, With that lovely exclusive tour variant, you get the alternative cover artwork and a obscurely large i don't know the exact i think it's like 35 millimeter massive d20 size comparison because that's how we roll that's cool it's big it either do you dirty or do you well i've seen both happen as people just roll them while i sell them and them on the table <laughs> well i love it and i was actually rolling it tonight it didn't roll that bad i didn't hit no freaks and i didn't hit no naturals so
There you go. Uh, till then, guys. Um, I'm gonna roll this. So keep 